Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I am the Director of Career Services here at Northwest, Hannah Christian. And on our podcast today, please welcome Kat Falky. Hello, I am Kat Falky. I am the new Assistant Director of Career Services. Very excited to start over here and get to meet and know our students and my new team. All right. Yay. We're very excited to have you over here, Kat. So I may have like said a few things about you in the intro video, uh, you know, talked about how you're a double bear cat and all. Yes. Can you kind of tell us the story of how you got to Northwest and got to career services? Well, um, I would say first, my story is one of a lot of relationships that got me where I am right now and a lot of connections on campus to people who have been wonderful and amazing. So um, to start off, I'm from um, originally from Grandview, Missouri, South Kansas City, if you're familiar. And um, I came on a campus tour (laughs) and I came on a campus tour with a few of my friends and my mom at the time and uh, campus tour sold me. I know it sold a lot of people on, on attending Northwest and that was what it did for me. So Um, I've always seen the value in getting people on campus, and it's just a a really great place when you can see it for yourself. And so I came on my campus tour. I got started off as a deciding major on campus, i.e. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, And most importantly, in my journey, I was a first-generation college student. So I was the first in my family to attend and graduate college, and I really had no idea what I was doing. and I don't say that lightly. So I got a job on campus. I was very lucky to get a job in the Office of Student Affairs on campus. So I was that person who was taking your Bearcat card photo or when you were calling with questions about your residence hall assignment and things like that. Um, That was me as a student for about three and a half years. So did you know that you were going to work on campus and like just start applying for jobs as a student? How did you approach that? Had no idea that it was even a possibility (laughs) um, until... Well, really, I just needed some cash, right? And so um, I had had a job at home and I worked on, you know, weekends that I was traveling home and holiday breaks and things like that at a a restaurant in Kansas City and um, decided I needed something more consistent. Um, The financial impact of college was a big deal in our household for me. And I didn't want all of that on, on my parents or anything. And it really couldn't be. And so I decided I needed to figure something out and To be honest, I don't remember the application process, but I was very, very lucky in that I got that position and then I actually got a desk assistant position at the same time. So I worked at the um, station front desk and the uh, Hudson Perrin front desk my sophomore year and the Forest Village Apartments front desk for some time too. So um, I had two to three jobs through college and uh, was very lucky with each of those. So the student affairs one um, really got me connected when I started my journey like as a deciding student. As I said, I changed my major a couple of times. So I always encourage students don't have fear with changing your major too, because that's really what got me where I, where I am. My supervisor in the position actually encouraged me to think about grad school, which I tell my university seminar students this every year. I had no idea what a master's degree was. I had no idea what graduate school was, right? You think of doctor and it's like the doctor you go to 
for medicine, right? So I started thinking about that, secured a graduate assistantship in the Office of Student Involvement as the leadership GA. And um, the financing side of that was really impactful for me too. And I got my master's degree in higher education leadership. My undergraduate degree is in public relations. Could you explain what that means if you, if for someone who may not understand, Mm -hmm. what does a graduate assistantship come with? So a graduate assistantship, you work 20 hours um, and you you do have to interview and earn a spot as a graduate assistant on campus. So there are different ones and different structures across campus. Mine involved working 20 hours a week in the Office of Student Involvement with leadership programs at the time. I was doing various tasks in there. I advised a couple of student organizations. And in return, I got a monthly paycheck. And so it was a stipend for the position, but I also got my tuition covered um, as a graduate student. So that was probably the only way I would have been able to make that happen at the time. It pays for the actual tuition for your classes, and um, it was hugely beneficial piece in my life at the time. So and now. (laughs) So you mentioned being a first generation college student, and I am too. So what was high school cat like? Did, did you have a reason for wanting to go to college? You said you came in as, as a deciding major, so you didn't necessarily have the major mm-hmm. picked out, but did you just know you wanted to get education beyond the high school level? So in my household, it was not really like an if conversation. It was just always talked about that like the next step after high school was college. Um, and I think that was because of the determination of my parents to give us, um, as always, as any parent wants to do, um, provide your student or your, your child with as many opportunities as you can. And oftentimes those are opportunities that were afforded to you, right? And so it was always just talked about as a natural next step. And I was lucky enough that it worked out well for me and that I found a college that I loved. I don't know what it would have looked like if I had it, but I walked down to Northwest campus, like I said, and just absolutely loved it immediately and never looked back. So the encouragement of my parents was really what got me to college and to Northwest. All right. So you're a graduate student, you finish your program. So then you're kind of faced again with where do you go? How did you approach that uh, crossroads in life? Part of my graduate school experience was realizing and picturing myself like working on a college campus. Because again, as a first generation college student, you're not thinking of yourself as one of the people that could be working on the campus, right? And so as I worked in student affairs, and as I went into a graduate program in higher ed, um, I was like, I need to be on a college campus. I love working with students. I had had the organizational experience that I had in different roles on campus as a student. I'd had the employment experience of working in student affairs. I had my graduate student experience as a GA. And um, I also was a SOAR leader my last summer, um, an orientation leader during my last summer. It was summer before senior year. And I was hired as a SOAR leader. Loved, loved, loved that experience. And so naturally for me was applying for a role that came open as an academic advisor in natural sciences. I had done two years as a pre-pharmacy student, and I will um, use this example often with students that I'm talking to, but I went to work an internship in a pharmacy one summer. I, I got lucky and secured a role as a pharmacy tech and decided it was not for me. And that was one of my my panic moments, but it worked out for the best. And so I was lucky enough to have had those intro and sort of mid-level science course experience. And so it was perfect for that academic advisor role in sciences. I was able to relate to the students coursework wise, but I was also able to relate to the students when 
maybe they realized it wasn't for them or um, they're having a difficult time in those classes, which I did too, talking through the resources and the strategies that they could use to, to do well in those courses. So yeah, academic advisor in natural sciences was my first position right out of grad school. So you actually declared pre-pharmacy as a major and then got mm-hmm. the internship and then decided not to do that. I did. Yes. So life lesson is that even things that don't work out how you expect them to can be one of the the greatest gifts and life lessons too, because imagine if I had gone on and completed and not, you know, worked in in the actual position until later and not figured that out until later, how different my life would be. (laughs) So why did you choose PR? So I spent a lot of time panicking, say the least, and went through the course catalog. So at the time, the course catalog was printed for every student and you could see all the course openings. That's how you looked at them. We didn't have anything like degree audit or anything fancy like that now. And so I looked through the course catalog. I just had that moment where I I found something I didn't like. So I was like, what what does cat like? (laughs) Where am I in life and what can I see myself doing? And um, I think through a mixture of the experiences that I'd had on campus, um, the communication classes looked really appealing to me. And I went and met with some faculty over there and felt an immediate connection, loved my coursework in, in communication and um, mass communicate or excuse me, <laughs> communication and mass media at the time. So yeah, that I, I looked through the course catalog, found something I thought looked interesting and got really lucky again. <laughs> You were also a really involved student on campus. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, as a first-generation student, I always think it's interesting when students kind of find their way to plug in. So is that something that just Mm kind of came natural to you? Is it part of your personality? Or did you have someone tell you, hey, you need to get involved and and do all of these things? People helped me along the way with every role. I mean, honestly, with everything that I've done, I had a couple of friends from, I it was my, it was called freshman seminar at the time, Mount University seminar class, who encouraged me to get involved with an organization, Sigma Society. It related really closely to my beliefs and values. And, and we did a lot of volunteer work and things. And so I worked myself up in that organization. Um, and then I started joining other organizations like Student Activities Council. Um, I joined a public relations focused organization. It was PRSSA at the time and found people who had common interests and common passions and things. And it was just so much fun getting involved and getting connected that way. That's how I met a lot of my friends um, who I'm friends with to this day. Let's go back to what you were doing then. So you got a position as uh, a natural sciences academic advisor. Tell us what does an academic advisor do? They advise, but what do they advise? How do they, how do they function there? So there are the more straightforward tasks, I would say. So you're helping students with their course schedule. What classes are you going to take? Maybe a four-year plan and outlining kind of your goals and your timeline for completion of college and things like that. How to look up and put your class schedule together. So the puzzle that that becomes when there's class, you know, classes filled and things. But you're also there as a resource to connect the students with the other resources on campus, right? Um, So you have to be knowledgeable about a lot of different things on campus and resources. Um, You have to be really in tune with the students um, too. So to recognize the questions that you should be asking or um, maybe some things that they may be struggling with or, or could use assistance with and maybe they don't know how to ask or don't know that they need it themselves. I think a lot of things on our campus sound appealing at the time, but using those resources is, is a different right conversation. And so you have to kind of get settled and then start 
start your routine and figure out what you need. Um, and sometimes you need a little assistance doing that. So maybe it's a little nudge, a little like, hey, have you thought about setting up a tutoring appointment or attending an SI session? Have you thought about setting up an appointment with a counselor at the wellness center to talk through, you know, your your test taking, you know, anxiety and worries, things like that, that can really just help set them up for success. Um, and stay on top of things and take care of themselves, which is most important to build those connections on campus. Maybe it's trying to get them involved in a student organization that is going to um, assist them down the road. Maybe it's helping them get in on campus position or internship that's going to make them more marketable as they are searching for a job later on. It's a lot of those little pieces and connecting that with the students to build that relationship with them. How long were you an advisor? About two and a half years. I think it was about two and a half years. And I loved it. So, and this is always, I'm very interested in why people transition to different roles on campus, right? I mean, I've been in several different roles on campus, kind of what sparks that? And then what are you interested in? What other experiences are you Mm -hmm. interested in gaining? So my specific experience after I was an academic advisor, I was in a position called academic success coach on campus. And at the time it was new, they were newly created positions for a new program that really didn't exist at the time. And so the appeal to me was my experience as an academic advisor. When you see students who are struggling significantly academically, whether it, you know, they end up on academic probation after their first semester or an advanced semester, um, they're returning from an academic suspension and maybe just need a little bit of extra support. The appeal of the academic success coaching program to me was just so significant in helping a group of students who needed some extra strategies and support. And the excitement of getting to build that program too was very appealing to me because there was a lot of possibility and potential there. You get to work with a new team and create, you know, benchmark research, create a program that had the possibility and potential of supporting so many students. And that was really great to me and important to me uh, so that every student starts off on the same, you know, the same foot a little bit, right? So, um, making it equitable to all of our students, whether they're struggling academically and maybe they did have a rough semester, but they want to get back on track or they've been suspended and they're coming back to the university, making sure that they have the resources to support them is super important to me on a lot of levels across the university. And that was one that was really uh, just something that I could kind of grab hold on to and create with my team. And it was, it was a really cool experience for me. So were you advising at the same time or did you, did you, transfer into this role or move over into this role? Or did that also include advisement? It did not include advisement. So those students also had academic advisors and then they had this academic success coaching program. Um, so we met with them one-on-one as a coach. And then we had um, a team of students also who met with them um, weekly or multiple times a week. It just depended on the level of need. And I was not academic advising at the time. Um, the current structure of that program has morphed into academic advisement and success coaching. And it's really cool to see where it's gotten now. So you mentioned you teach university seminar and as a success coach, did you teach those success coaching classes as well? So we actually developed the success coaching classes. Um, So I was part of the curriculum proposal and process for that. So that was another element of that position that was really neat to me was getting to see the behind the scenes of creating a course, what that takes, taking it through the committees that, that need to approve it and talking to the people on campus that, you know, have input and things. 
and getting it through to be an actual course, right? And you get to see the the fruits of your your effort and you actually get in the classroom. So yes, I taught academic success coaching, several sections of that at the time, um, which was a one credit hour course. And then I also taught university seminar at the same time too, with a different lens and a different group of students. But that is not where we pulled you from. That is not, no. (laughs) How long did you do that? How long were you an academic success coach? And then Mm -hmm. what prompted you then to take another different role? So just over three years, I was an academic success coach. And at at about the three-year mark, um, our unit went through kind of a restructure um, due to a lot of different pieces. And um, through that restructure came about this orientation position, assistant director of orientation. That was a position that worked with new student programs for incoming students. And so transfer students, all undergraduate students really. Um, And so that came open and I I went for it. Um, I had done SOAR. I was a SOAR leader, like I said, for one summer as a student and loved the orientation experience. I look at it as Well, I've really looked at all of my positions this way, but trying to to pay it forward a bit with the students. Um, I had a lot of people who helped me and guided me and took that extra time to have that extra conversation or ask that extra question. And I try and do that for our students. And so the opportunity to like really take the information of the comprehensive university experience and tailor it, whether a student is coming from a family of Bearcats who know the drill and have done this before, right, to our first generation students, which we have consistently 30 to 40% of our incoming classes are our first generation students pretty consistently. Um, and so taking that experience and that information and breaking it into pieces that are attainable or even just understandable for our students and families. I love the, the challenge of that to, to help them understand all of the, all that Ed Northwest has to offer them, but in maybe the not so scary terms. Right. Um, and so yeah, I went for it, applied for that role and, and got that position. And I was the assistant director of orientation for just over four years in Student Success Center. And so I worked with, like I said, all undergraduate students transfer online, traditional first year incoming students. Um, I was able to develop an online orientation for those students and do some different digital type or social media type things too that have been really exciting. And and lead the students through that. So I, my goal was to always give them a really great experience so that they're all set at the beginning of the semester where they feel like they can have a successful start um, going into their classes. Part of your role as, as orientation director was hiring students, and that's part of what you'll be doing for us. So yeah. can you kind of talk about wh- when you hire students for the students that are listening that are maybe looking for an on-campus job, what's yeah. something that you look for in a potential student employee? What's something that they can do? I learn through every hiring process. I'll start with that. And I love, love, love getting to see our students showcase themselves through the hiring experience. So I guess the first thing I would say is like, showcase yourself. That's what I look for. Um, So I want to get to know you as a person, um, not you as your tasks and things that you've done, right? Um, So why was it important to you that you, I don't know, coordinated that event or served in that leadership role on campus? What made it like, passionate for you? Why does it connect to your bigger picture, your career goals? Or maybe you don't know what you want to do, but how would this position help you figure that out, right? So all of those things, I want to see you as a person. And I also want you to to demonstrate 
the variety of your experiences. So whether it's you've had a couple of different jobs, maybe you haven't had a couple of jobs on campus, but you've um, gotten involved in these organizations or you volunteered at the Humane Society or whatever that looks like for you. Um, maybe you spend your time differently in different ways. Maybe you're a student athlete. Oh my goodness, those skills that you learn as a student athlete, right? Um, so demonstrating those and making it a way that it becomes you as a person and, and how does that connect to your values or goals or, or what you're about as a human. That's what I like to see. So what are you most excited about? I mean, this is a new role. You've actually been in the office. What, this is what day three, like, yeah. like full-time, like being, being in here, kind of seeing how the office runs. Although really we're just three days into the semester. We have not yet started. Um, what are you most excited about? What are you most looking forward to? The excitement lies with me in I guess helping students have that moment where they feel like they can take a breath and be themselves, right? So I think that sometimes the idea of finding a job or an internship or a profession-based experience, you know, taking advantage of one of our profession-based experiences sometimes is a bit intimidating, right? And you feel like you maybe have to be this sit up straight, think about what you're saying. But I think that it's so much more than that. And I think that society really is moving toward a place where we can kind of be ourselves a little bit more um, and value that in one another and produce teams that depend on one another and have strengths and we don't have to fit into a mold, right? So I think I'm most excited about helping students discover that like, you know, your resume, yes, you want it to have great formatting and things like that or your cover letter, but take a risk sometimes, like tell them about yourself. They want to see you as a person. Who are you as a person? So helping them to discover that and how they can translate that in application materials or in interviews or in the experiences that they're taking advantage of on campus. How can you kind of make it your own and put your own spin on it? That's what really excites We are very excited to have you here. Yeah, no, I, I echo that. We're very excited for you to be a part of the team and, you know, to kind of have a cohesive group here that can kind of roll forward into the fall semester that we know is going to be crazy. And yeah, just we're very excited for everything that's that's on the way. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for taking the time to chat. It's always good to get to know each other a little bit better. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, that will do it for another episode of Behind the Bearcat. And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>